Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba. Today, you get me, and we're going to dig deep into one of my favorite topics, and that is habits, which sounds kind of boring, but you guys, I was just talking on Instagram about this, and um, this is a quote from James Clear that is really kind of mind-blowing to me, and he says that we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And you can replace the word systems with the word habits, right? We do not rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our habits. And so we're going to dig deep into this. And, you know, I totally geek out on neuroscience and and how this all happens. And I'm going to kind of explain this to you in a really elementary way that uh, many, many years ago really helped me understand that it is our wiring, it is our neural circuitry that is to um, congratulate or blame, you know, when it comes down to our actions in life. And, And what I mean by that is, I want you to think about every single time, every single time you do something or you don't do something, your neurons are literally firing and wiring together. And so a lot of times we can think about that as like a rope, right? And and a rope that's really thick and wired and twisted together. It's something we've done a thousand times that it's like, it's there. It is ingrained literally in our brain. It is habit. It is just something that is effortless because we have wired it together so much. And so by doing something so many times, and the same goes for, we try to do a new habit right? Maybe we are trying to drink a half a gallon of water a day. And the first day, it seems so freaking hard. Like, why is it so hard to remember to drink the darn water? And it's because it's brand new. It's like a little wispy hair that's in your brain that has barely started to form that neural circuitry to create and wire that habit, but every single time you do it, that that rope, that wire, that fine little hair gets thicker and twisted and wired together more and more and more. So this is the other way I want you to think about it. And this is what I want to share because this blew my mind, this visual. I'm a very visual person. So think of, let's think of um, nutrition. Let's think of our eating habits because we're always trying to improve our eating habits, right? And so if you are somebody that um, I can use my own example, right? I used to be a binge eater. Like I, I just, that is something I did on a daily basis. And it was like, I could not control it, right? And this is where we get into beating ourselves up, feeling ashamed, feeling embarrassment, feeling completely out of control. It's one of the worst feelings ever to just feel like, you have no control of yourself, right? Like this this addiction, addiction is a great example of this. It just overtakes you and you have the greatest of intentions and you wanna do the right thing and you know your why and all of these important things. And lo and behold, you fall back to this habit that has been ingrained in your brain. We are not stronger than our brain physiology. Our willpower is not stronger than our, than our brain physiology, right? 
And so sometimes, sometimes we can make the right choice if we are well-rested and feeling amazing and nothing has happened in our world and we've got like everything that we need in our gas tank kind of to like power through with our willpower. Sometimes we can come up against that thing that we're trying to change and we can do it, right? We can do it and we feel good about ourselves. But then lo and behold, we're a little tired. We're a little sleepy. You know, somebody cut you off in traffic and you're just like not mentally, emotionally stable, which we never are. And we default, we default. So this is the visual. Think about a giant anthill, like super tall and pointy at the top, right? And you're going to put a big boulder or marble at the top and you're just going to let it go. Now, a thousand times you've overeaten, right? So you have dug a trench. Think I sometimes I think about like a water slide. You have dug this trench into from the top of the anthill down to the bottom that is so deeply carved that when you put the boulder at the top or you put the marble at the top and you're like, okay, there's brownies in front of me. I'm gonna let the boulder go and see what happens. Where do you think it's going to go? No matter how much willpower you have, 99 times out of 100, it's going to go whoop, super fast right down that deep groove down that new neural or that old neural pathway, right? Now, maybe we really are motivated. Maybe we've got all the willpower in the world. We've slept nine hours the night before. Our kids are being angels. Our spouse is being amazing. And we come across the brownies and the marbles at the top and you let go. And oh my gosh, you make the right choice. You don't eat the brownies. And I'm just saying this if you don't want to eat the brownies. Sometimes you want to eat the brownies and it's okay. So what happens in that moment is that marble carves a little tiny light path down that anthill, right? It's barely visible. You can barely see it. But that one time, there's a little light indentation down the other side of the anthill. The next day comes and you're like, I did it yesterday. I should be good. Like, I'm good. I, I'm committed. And then all of a sudden, here come the brownies. Here comes the marble. You take your hands away. You let the marble go. And you're like, What? What in the world? How did that happen? I, I had all the mindset control. I had all the willpower. I had the best of intentions. And crap, I ate all the brownies again. This is never going to work. I'm such a failure. I'm so ashamed. I have no self-control. No, 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 no. This is a brain problem, right? And when you have that visual, you start to understand, I'm just rewiring. I'm firing neurons together that are wiring together. And every single time that I can make the right choice, that new neural pathway is being laid down. It's being created to be deeper and stronger. And of course, there's going to be times where I default back. But we end up in this moral dilemma of I'm a terrible person. I can't do this. What's wrong with me? And that is the thing that holds us back, right? That beating ourselves up that what we're doing to ourselves in that moment is the thing that's holding ourselves back from just going, oh, no big deal. Of course that happened. Totally makes sense. 
Next time, I'm going to try to be more aware, be a little bit better rested, take care of myself. And I'm going to try to make a better decision next time. So I lay down a, a new neural pathway. So every time I make that right decision, I'm going to be creating a habit, right? And so let's think about this. Ironically, I had, as I'm recording this episode, one of the toughest weeks of my life last week, literally one of the toughest weeks of my life. And I'm going to try not to get emotional and not go into it too much. But my sister was in a near-death, tragic, very tragic um, accident. So I had to bail on a trip that I was going on. And I, of course, went home. And I had to, you know, do what you do in those situations. And it's just talk about emotionally and mentally exhausting, just trying to handle the situation, but then also being, you know, bedside in a hospital with somebody that you love more than life. And, you know, they're barely there. She's good now. She's on a road to recovery. So thank you for all the prayers and everything. And it's going to be okay in the long run, but totally emotionally exhausting. I had to fly from Baltimore, Maryland to Atlanta to go to meet my daughter at the biggest volleyball tournament of the year. So I think it was like 30,000 people. So again, mass chaos, whistles, mass whistles. If you've ever been in the volleyball world, just constant overstimulation. And then she also had one of the biggest dance competitions of the year fall on the same weekend. So I had to get in the car late night, late at night and drive five hours to go to this dance competition. It was just crazy. Like probably should have made some other decisions in those moments, but you can't make decisions when you're in fight or flight. You know, it's very hard to make decisions when you're in that level of stress. And so what I want you to go back to is what I opened with, that we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our habits, right? And ironically, yesterday I was exhausted, first day back, and I laid down on my bed at like six o'clock at night just to listen to a meditation. And I ended up listening to something on YouTube and it was exactly, it was so perfect, you know, funny how God works. And it was talking about this. It was talking about how day after day after day after day, you know, of normal life, we are trying to cultivate habits. We're trying to do the right thing. And it all matters. It all matters because the storm is going to come. The event is going to rock your world. The diagnosis is going to be there. Like at some point, we are going to be up against extremely hard things, extremely hard things. And if we have paved the road with self-care, with kind of emotionally stabilizing ourselves and mentally stabilizing ourselves every day, if we have focused on gratitude on a daily basis and we have flexed that muscle, we have created a framework and a groundwork and a neural network that doesn't allow ourselves to be rocked like we could be. And so we're kind of talking about two different things here. And 
number one, just kind of understanding if we go back to habits, right? I really don't know, looking back on last week, like how I even navigated all of that. But here's what I know. I was choosing good food, not because I was conscious of trying to eat good food, clean, nutritious food. My habit, my default was survival. And 10 years ago, that survival would have been like straight sugar, you know, numbing my emotions because I can't handle it. But my default to my habits was take care of yourself nutritionally because you got to do every single thing you can to survive these days. And I wasn't thinking about drinking water, but I was drinking a ton of water, right? I wasn't conscious of working out and like, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I've got to keep up my workouts and stay on plan. No, but when I, you know, wandered back into the hotel exhausted, I knew the first thing I needed to do without thinking because it's habit is to just get into the gym and move my body in some way, shape or form. And so we will default in the hard days to the habits that we've worked on every single day. And I want to share that and have you understand that because every day matters, right? And think about it this way. I think so often about our mental and emotional state that people don't think of it the same as our physical state. So imagine if you um, had never worked out a day in your life, right? And all of a sudden somebody says to you, hey, I've got to move this cement coffee table next door from house to house, like a long ways. Can you help me? And you don't have the physical strength to do it. Like you're just not, it's not possible, right? It's just totally not possible because you have, you just don't, you're not a strong enough in, in your physicality to be able to, to carry out that task. And so you're like, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. You're going to have to go get Bob from next door. But if you had been conditioning your body and growing your muscles and working them out every single day, there's a good chance you could say, yeah, it's going to be hard as hell, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can help. I got it. You have prepared yourself for the moment of the hard thing, right? Your mind, your emotions, it is the same exact thing. You might not realize that the gratitude journal, the book of proof that you're doing every single morning is laying down a neural network that is going to carry you on the hardest days of your life, three months, six months, two years down the road, but it is. And I can see that in my own life. You know, things happen and I am shocked at my own kind of lack of response. You know, something that used to make me fly off the handle, fly into a rage, talk to everybody I knew about how pissed off I was. Now I just kind of witness it. And it's it's almost eerie to me sometimes because I'm like, uh, shouldn't I be like emotionally responding to this? But I'm processing it from a completely different place 
because of the work that I've done over the last several years. That is not to say it's perfect all the time. (laughs) Usually it comes at some point, right? The breakdown comes at some point. So we're talking about preparation for the hard days through our daily habits that they will carry us. They will create this kind of stability within our mental and emotional capacity to be able to handle the hard things, but you're also going to default to them, right? And I want to take this one step further. I was reading an um, article this morning. It's funny how when you're, you start thinking about something, it starts popping up everywhere. And it was talking about like, and I know you guys can't all see me on video, but if you cross your arms, like you're angry, right? You just cross your arms, like you're irritated, frustrated, whatever. We all cross our arms at our chest. And now try to cross them the other way. Like, I don't even think I'm doing that right. I don't even, I can't even. Okay, so I cross them this way. And then I think it's this way. I I can't even cross them the other way. I can't even cross them the other way, right? Because it's not habit. It's not something I've done a million times in my life. When we cross our arms, the way we've always crossed our arms, that is a signal from your limbic system in your brain, right? You don't have to think about it at all. You just do it intuitively, effortlessly, unconsciously. But when we try to do it the opposite way, that's our prefrontal cortex firing off. And like, it's so hard. We have to think about it. It's it's like, I can't even do it. I can't even cross my arms the other way. Think about it this way. One of my good friends, Chris Akuchas, talks about this, like clapping your hands together, but, you know, crossing your thumbs over. So when you clap your hands together, one thumb, my right thumb always goes over my left thumb. There's also something about that. I can't remember what it is. But there's something funny about like you're more this or that. But when I clap, my right thumb goes over my left thumb. Now clap and do it the other way. It's odd. It's awkward. It's not normal, right? That's your limbic system versus the prefrontal cortex. That's what's happening every time you try to lay down a new habit. You're like, this is awkward. Why is this so hard? It shouldn't be that hard to drink water. It shouldn't be that hard to not eat the brownies. But it takes a lot of brain activity to actually start to lay that down because it's not conditioned in your brain. Um, The other person that I love that talks about habits is James Clear. Any of his books, any of his writings, any of his teachings, they're just so spot on. And one of the things that he teaches that I teach as well is something called habit stacking, right? And so this is where I want to pivot a little to because this makes creating new habits easier, way easier, like 10,000 times easier. And habit stacking is just taking a habit that's already in your life that's completely kind of unconscious. Like we get up and brush our teeth. We don't think about it, right? We just do it. What if you were to, you know, you're telling yourself that you're going to start to practice gratitude every day. And we can have the best of intentions. This happens to me all the time. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And I write it down in my book of proof and I write it down in my planner. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing from now on. Easy things, right? Practice gratitude, write five things that you're grateful for. And then the next day I look down at my planner for something and I'm like, crap, I forgot to do that yesterday. I'm going to do it today. And then the next day I pull out my planner to see my appointments and I'm like, crap, I keep forgetting to do that whole like gratitude thing. It's not hard. It doesn't take much time. I just keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. So it's not 
not happening at all, right? When we start to stack our habits, where maybe we, the cue would be put something on your bathroom mirror that you're going to practice gratitude every time you brush your teeth. It wouldn't be that hard if you have that cue to remind yourself to think of five or 10 things that you're grateful for when you're brushing your teeth. Very, very quickly, because you're not only laying down the new habit of practicing gratitude, but you're intertwining it with a habit that is so ingrained in your psyche already. So it gets laid down and wired together way faster, like a million times faster. So something I want to walk you through too, to be aware of is, and James Clear talks about this, the stages of habit stacking. So I just mentioned Q, right? The Q is the trigger that starts the habit. So you could say that brushing your teeth is the cue for you to practice gratitude. For me, I would take it one step further and because I'm like, I'm still gonna forget it. So my cue would actually be a sticky note on the bathroom mirror to be like, do this while you're brushing your teeth. So that would be my cue, right? The craving is the second stage. So that's the motivation behind the habit. So for example, the craving in the morning, which doesn't sound like a craving in the you know, the way that we think about a craving, but like you wake up in the morning and you don't think about it because it's such a habit, but you're like, I need to brush my teeth. (laughs) Like morning breath, like funky mouth, whatever, right? And you're like, stage two, I got to brush my teeth. The response, stage three, that's the action. That's the habit, right? The response is you brush your teeth. And this one is the most important to me because it's something I don't do often enough because just kind of hard on myself, always have been trying to change that. Stage number four is the reward. So is there a benefit that you gain from doing the habit? Now, this doesn't need to be you have a dance party. Let's take the example of brushing your teeth. The reward for brushing your teeth is you have a fresh, clean mouth, right? You have fresh breath. And so there's a natural reward built into that. So cue, craving, response, remember the response is just the action, the habit. And then is there a reward? With brushing our teeth, there's a natural reward. But there's other things in your life that you might think there isn't necessarily an immediate award because immediate is going to lay down the, the, the pathway quicker, right? So let's go back to the brownies. There isn't an immediate award. There's actually the response of like, oh, I didn't get to eat the brownies. I didn't get to indulge. I'm you know not enjoying the thing. The reward comes later, right? You feel better the next morning when you wake up. You're not cloudy. You, you know, maybe if you're really doing this thing, you start to lose weight. You start to, you know, all of those things that come along with making the right um, choices nutritionally. But in the instance of the brownie, maybe we need to put a reward in there, an immediate reward, right? Maybe we need to give ourselves permission to do something else. If I if I make the right choice in this decision, I'm going to allow myself this, right? Maybe I'm going to allow myself to take a bubble bath every night, or I'm going to allow myself whatever it is, right? But cue, craving, response. And then if you're trying to create a new habit, where's the reward? Sometimes we have to create it. So the two biggest things I want you to take away Well, there's a lot of things I want you to take away from this episode. Just the knowledge base, that anthill visual changed my life. Like it just set me free from 
the personal shaming of what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? You know, and I'm a super strong-willed person. And so that is life-changing, I hope for you. But the second, the two other things are habit stacking and reward. If you're having a hard time creating a new habit, I want you to be thinking about what can I stack this with? One of them for me is I I was trying to listen to Brennan Bouchard's um, Growth Day app every day. And I was like, I got to listen. That's something that's important to me. I want to listen to growth every day. And lo and behold, (laughs) the day would go by and the next morning I would wake up and I would look at the habits that I was trying to, you know, stick to. And I'm like, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. So I started to push play literally the second I pulled out of the parking lot after I dropped my kids off at school in the morning. And it's effortless. I just listened to it on the way home. But if I don't have that cue of as soon as you're driving out of the parking lot, I drive out of the parking lot every day, right? You could say that's a habit. You could say it's an action, but it's something I do. I just obviously have to get home. I'm driving out of the parking lot every day without thinking about it. I know what direction to go in to go home. I'm hitting play on the Growth Day app to listen for maybe 10 minutes on the drive home, right? After a week or two, it just becomes second nature. It just becomes part of what I do because I'm stacking it. Now, if I really really wanted to drive that home, I would create my own reward that's a little bit more in your face. And what I mean by that is there is a reward from listening to Growth Day. For for Growth Day, for that habit, I am like, by the time I pull in the driveway, I'm fired up. I'm thinking about things. I'm like in a totally different state, right? Like it, it there is an instant reward when I listen to that. But if there was something else that maybe I thought I'm not feeling that immediate reward, maybe I need to say, if I do that in the morning, I'm going to give myself the gift of walking down to the coffee shop and getting a coffee. You know, like something, think about what you can stack with the habit you're trying to create. How can you reward yourself immediately? And if you do those two things, game on. Game on, it's going to be so much easier, right? And then just remember, remember that it so often can feel like, why am I making these choices? Why am I journaling? It's not that important. It's last on my list to meditate. It's last on my list for the self-care, the yoga, the book of proof, the whatever it is, the journaling. But I'm telling you guys, it's got to be first on the list because those are the things that are going to carry you on the hardest of hard days. And you will thank yourself. You will thank yourself. And also know this, that a lot of times we want things. We have goals for more money, more status, more success more whatever. The way to that, the way to all of those things, the way to achieve more is to become more. I'm going to say that again. The way to achieve more in your life is to become more. And everything that we've been talking about is a becoming, right? Habits are about becoming a new version of yourself. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps to just push the show out. And thank you, thank you, thank you, because we are ranked 
in the top 2% of all podcasts in the world. I cannot thank you enough for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.